Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and happy Wednesday. Hey, we got a great special for you today. It's one that we did for the television. We've now adapted it for the podcast. You're going to love it. The ESG movement, the environmental social governance movement in America, it's growing in corporate America. It's growing in boardrooms. It is a injection of liberal politics into places that are supposed to be bipartisan. We've got an all-star lineup led off first by the great governor of Oklahoma, Kevin Stitt. He's going to tell us what his state's doing. We're going to go to other states where they are scoring victories, pushing this back, banning the companies that dare to put ESG into the boardroom or into the financial institutions. Florida, among the leading experts on this, Oklahoma, Florida, so many. We're going to cover all of that in today's special right after this. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook uh, uh, vegetable dinners and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down. 
and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick House Nutrition and, of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. Good evening, America, and welcome to this Just the News, Real America's Voice special report. ESG, Woke Workplaces and Dangerous Investing. I'm your host, John Solomon. Tonight, in partnership with our sponsor, Heritage Action for America, we are going to explore how liberal activists and their allies in corporate boardrooms are trying to hijack financial investment decisions to support, support liberal climate policies and stamp out fossil fuels. The end result is that such companies are focusing on ideology and politics rather than customers, products, services, and returns to investors. There's a growing concern that this movement, known as Environmental, Social, and Governance Movement, or ESG, is putting Americans' hard-earned investments in retirement funds at risk. Those concerns have quickly spawned a counteroffensive from the halls of Congress to state houses across America. Tonight, we are going to explore the very real concerns about ESG, including evidence that its proponents are trying to move America further towards a social score system enacted in communist China. We're also going to explore the emerging solutions driven by grassroots activists, federal and state lawmakers, governors and treasurers across this great country. Our guests tonight are on the front lines of this historic fight. People like Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt, who recently signed into law legislation that prevents his state government from investing in firms that discriminate against oil and natural gas producers. Oklahoma is now pressing 150 fund managers and financial institutions to disclose their ESG stance before deciding whether they'll get future state business. Now, later in the hour, we'll catch up with some of the brightest legal minds and most active grassroots leaders on this front. People like Heritage Action's own Jessica Anderson to discuss the ongoing efforts to eradicate the ESG agenda out of our businesses and out of our daily lives. But first, we turn to a U.S. senator who has introduced landmark legislation to block President Joe Biden from enacting ESG policies at the federal level. He also hails from a state that is working toward banning ESG as well. He is Senator Mike Braun from the great state of Indiana, and he joins us right now. Senator, great to have you back on the show. Hey, good to be back on. Uh, before we dive into your very important legislation, which is gaining momentum every day, I want to just say we, we know a lot of Americans are still trying to get their arms around ESG. I want to ask you just in your own terms, what is ESG and why is it so concerning? So I think maybe the, the best analog here is look at what, what has happened in school boards and in education across the country. Uh, I was on a school board for 10 years back uh, from 04 to 14. We weren't wrestling with critical race theory, uh, kind of indoctrinating. It was about educating. And there's so much of the other side of the aisle that they want to weave in to the fabric of our country when they've got these big levers that they can exercise out here in D.C. And when you can't legislate it, you do it through rules, executive orders. And I've gone through this and we had real results here 
three, four, five months ago when the craziness of trying to force employers down to 100 employees of making their uh, employees get a vaccination, that was government gone wild. And if you remember then, uh, I got a couple Democrats on board. It passed the Senate. Of course, Pelosi was not going to bring it up in the House. But a few weeks later, thank goodness, the Supreme Court weighed in and got rid of that nonsense. So here, it's just another version of how that works. And this, a little uh, more in a sneaky way. When you give your money that you earn to any investor advisor, that's that fiduciary responsibility. And you would hope that the main and only criterion would be get the best return on investment, not contingent upon what the ideology or the politics of the day would be woven into how that fiduciary responsibility would invest your funds. This has taken that same tool, the Congressional Review Act, the CRA, which is how you fight back through Congress when you get a Congress that can't get the law passed, but then the president through the executive branch wants to start doing it in ways that come in the back door. So I again have all Republicans on this, uh, Joe Manchin from West Virginia, and we need one more senator from the Democratic side of the aisle. I think there are four or five of them that got to look at it seriously. Then it passes the Senate. The good news this time, the companion bill being offered by Andy Barr should pass the House. Then President Biden would have to veto it. And that is where you really make a statement. And the courts could always weigh in as well somewhere down the road. Yeah, such an important movement. And it's rare to see this level of uh, support for a piece of legislation right out of the box. Forty nine members you mentioned already, one of them a Democrat, Joe Biden. Also, 100 groups have also gotten behind this bill in a very quick time. This is a grassroots movement. How important is it for everyday Americans, grassroots folks to get behind this and have their voice heard? If we don't do it at the grassroots level, you can see how the political enterprising uh, happened over the last two years. And since I've been here four years, the other side of the aisle is faster footed than we are generally. Uh, They never let a crisis go to waste. Look at all the money that we borrowed and spent with kind of the woke policies in many cases that went along with it. And if we don't fight back, at the state and local level from the grassroots, you can be rest assured that the political enterprisers will either do it legislatively or through executive orders. They've proven that. There's no doubt about it. It's exciting to watch the conservative grassroots get more and more organized every day now, though you can feel that sense of critical mass growing on the conservative side. Uh, You've thrown your hat in the ring, obviously, for Indiana governor. You have a state that's also trying to do at the state level what you're doing federally. Tell us a little bit about the debate in Indiana, why it's so important that Indiana take the lead on this. Well, I think the states are going to be the uh, laboratories across this country that weigh in on stuff like this, craft the solutions for even the broader 
problems that we face, like say the high cost of healthcare, which is generally always there. I tackled it in my own business 15 years ago. Um, and they're going to even, you know, weigh in on issues like a open border because that's impacting every state, especially the ones that have to deal with it in the proximity of it. But states have got to raise their voices. Our state um, is going to do that. And they're trying to make the argument that you could get a lower return by restricting the flexibility of going into ESG type investments. But the data is all out there when you've looked at it. It's cost investors through their fiduciary uh, agents that invest this money probably closer to a 2% less return. And when I'm talking about 2%, that would be, say, of an average 8% return you might get. That's a 25% difference. There shouldn't be any criterion, and the states like Indiana are putting that out there, other than best return on investment financially. Quit trying to weave in ideology, woke ideas, and I'm glad Indiana's stepping out, and don't buy the fact that that could hurt returns. We're for, and I'm for, basically being honest with investors through that fiduciary relationship, and you should not be getting that kind of criterion, which is off the mark, where you're pushing things outside of the return on investment. Oil and gas stocks, for instance, have been the best returners of any, and they are not investing there, and they're costing real returns in the process. It is remarkable to think that we've gotten to a point. You bring such a unique perspective because you ran a business for a long time before you ever got into politics. Uh, How did this mindset start creeping into the corporate boardroom, into the uh, corporate executive C-suites that uh, rather than do uh, rather than keep our focus on our product, our service, our customers and the required return on investment we owe our investors? We're just going to play politics. How did that creep in? How do we force it back out? Well, it's uh, the good news is it's not rampant everywhere. I come from Main Street. I'm an entrepreneur. These large, especially public companies, uh, I think sometimes even get detached from their main stakeholders, their shareholders. And even their shareholders, I think, are starting to get uh, disturbed by where uh, these board of directors are taking the companies. But yeah. no, that's the new alignment in this country. Uh, big corporate America with a lot of the coastal elitist points of view. I'm one that wants to be engaged in the tough issues of the day. Uh, I'm a conservationist, for instance, on the climate issue. We need to be engaged as conservatives so you don't get walloped with crazy stuff like the Green New Deal. We can't be uh, on the outside on those critical issues. I'm for reforming health care. I don't want Bernie Sanders to take it over. So it's not like we as Main Street entrepreneurial conservatives aren't interested in the big issues of the day. We just don't want it to be directed by large corporate boards and coastal elitist political points of view. Big difference. Yeah. And just real quickly, so we've got about 30 seconds left. Uh, the China social scoring system, it seems like the proponents of ESG, that's their end game here. Most Americans need to be educated on that, don't they? 
They do, because that whole interplay then, when you bring that topic in, it even gets more complicated for all the geopolitical uh, reasons uh, that are intertwined with that. This all comes from the same foundation. Where do we want our country coming from? Main Street, states and localities, or you want it being driven from the federal government top down? It'd be different if they were knocking anything out of the park. Yeah. That's so true. Well, one thing uh, the constituents of Indiana know, Senator, you're fighting for them. You're fighting for their paycheck and their wallets to make sure that they're treated fairly in any investment they get. A lot of excitement about your legislation. We're going to be covering that closely over the next few months. Uh, sir, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Great honor to have you on. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt talks to us about the impact of the legislation he just signed that is beginning to put all investment firms in his great state on notice. they got to focus on return on investment, not on politics. We'll have that right after this commercial break. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome back, America. Just last year, Oklahoma's Republican Governor Kevin Stitt created shockwaves across this country by signing into law a major anti-ESG bill called the Energy Discrimination Elimination Act of 2022. A lot of states are now looking to model after this. This act requires the state of Oklahoma to disassociate from any financial organizations that boycott the energy industry. Now, more than 150 financial institutions have been called into question by the state treasury, and we are lucky enough now to continue our conversation with the governor himself. Governor State, great to have you back on the show. Hey, great to be with you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's a great honor. You know, our founding fathers always intended the states to be the laboratories where the great ideas are born. Oklahoma is doing so many extraordinary things that other people are now trying to replicate. Tell us a little bit about the history of how this law came about and why you signed it. Yeah, well, you know, first off, uh, I also think that our founders never envisioned politics or politicians to be like a profession. And so, they thought you'd be a successful business person or a farmer or a rancher, and you'd leave that to go serve your state or your country. And that's what I did. I never ran for office until 2018. I was in the business world. So the way I approach stuff is really just common sense and protecting our assets, our way of life in the state of Oklahoma. So specifically on this, uh, uh, this Energy Discrimination Elimination Act that we signed, it just made no sense. Uh, you're kind of breaking down the free market principles that we believe in and capitalism. And if I'm supposed to be protecting my pension plans, 
We have billions and billions of dollars that are protecting public employees, my teachers, my police, my firefighters. Why in the world would I allow those investments to be done uh, when the shareholder value wasn't the main objective for those investments? It makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, it's the other parts of the country that we're kind of scratching our head thinking, what in the world are they doing? Yeah, well, now a lot of the other parts of the country are looking at Oklahoma saying, we want to do what you did. Um, what's been the reaction in the industry and also from some of your uh, fellow governors? There's been, uh, I'd love to know how the industry has reacted, particularly the financial industries. Well, you know, the other governors, we're actually talking about this at the Republican Governors Association. Uh, we had forums about it. Uh, I've met with all of my colleagues around the country and we're, we're frustrated. We believe that we should protect our pension plans. And a couple things kind of getting in the weeds, what happens is we normally uh, are just releasing those proxy votes uh, to the large hedge funds, to the private equity companies, uh, to those different uh, funds. And then they're putting undue pressure, pushing their agenda and their ideology uh, for board seats, et cetera, and more of a check the box social governance thing instead of maximizing shareholder values and picking the best people to run these boards. So that's one of the one of the thoughts we have is, listen, let's make sure that we don't just turn over all of our votes because we're the ones, if we band together um, 20, state, 20 Republican states that are like-minded in our thought process, we really can push back on this narrative. Uh, and then if we also just stop investing in the Black Rocks and those companies that are are pushing those, um, you know, weird ideologies uh, on the American public, we really can grab back a hold of this. And 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 I also in our bill, we said we're not going to do business as a state with companies that discriminate against our way of life. And, for example, the oil and gas industry, Oklahoma has a great energy story. We're, we're, we're one of only four states that over 50% of our electricity is generated from renewables, but we have an honest conversation about it. And if you want to have a reliable, affordable energy grid, you have to talk about oil and natural gas. Uh, and we're not afraid of talking about wind either, but let's have an honest conversation that we need oil and natural gas for national security purposes for a reliable energy grid. Yeah, that's such an important point. I think those who have uh, jumped on the ESG bandwagon, have uh, sold the American people a really false story that somehow we're going to flip a switch tomorrow and everyone's going to be on electric and fossil fuels and nuclear won't need to be had. We're not even remotely close to that. The grid's not close to that. Electric cars aren't close to that. We don't have the battery capability for so many cars. I think Ford just pulled back on one of its product lines because they can't get the batteries in the, uh, in the way they need it. Uh, and then we also have all of the plastics and other things that are going to continue to rely on the great energy uh, industry of America. That false narrative that there's some utopian immediate future in front of us, it needs to be re-educated. Right? Americans need to understand that is a long way off, isn't it? Oh, 100%. And, and, and that's what I, I try to educate young people. When you flip your light switch on or you plug in your electric vehicle, what, where does that electricity generation come from? And in Oklahoma, for example, 40% of it comes from wind. And we're so excited that we have a lot of wind energy. And 50% of it comes from natural gas. And then we have some hydrogen. We're leaning into uh, hydrogen pretty heavily in Oklahoma. We have some hydro dams. So we have an all of the above approach. And what I've been trying to tell uh, Americans is that we need more of everything uh, to be reliable. Let's let the free market flourish 
take your foot off the brake a little bit. This administration is is stopping leasing. They're uh, you know putting their thumb on the scale, and that's causing higher par- prices uh, electricity wise, and it's causing higher prices at the uh, fuel pump. And it's these policies uh, that are choking off supply and causing the prices to go up on the American people. And who gets hurt the worst? People on the lower income brackets that spend a higher percentage of their income on electricity costs to, to heat their homes and their businesses and uh, drive their kids to school. Um, those are the ones that they're hurting. That's what I try to explain to people. Free market principles are better for the middle class and they're better for uh, upward mobility. The American dream is alive and well in Oklahoma because we have common sense and we're talking about, hey, we should have a level playing field. Let's let the free market go solve some of these problems. Yeah, such an important uh, concept. And it's, history has proven time and again, free market takes care of the middle class better than a government manipulated market. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about your own energy industry, because uh, when we had that moment of energy independence under the Trump administration, Oklahoma was at the forefront of that energy produ- uh, pro- uh, productivity every day. Six percent, I think, of your state workforce is in the energy industry. Two percent of it is you know, national average. So you're three times larger than most states in terms of energy production and workforce. ESG wants to stamp that out. Talk about the hard-working Americans who would lose jobs the way the ESG movement is trying to push things. Oh, absolutely. I mean, our number one industry is our energy industry here in Oklahoma. Uh, We're the number six oil producer in the country, number five natural gas producer, and number two wind energy production. Uh, so we have we have some great workers. We've been an innovative state for over 100 years. Um, and, and so it is very, very important to our economy. Uh, but more importantly, we're a net exporter. We produce um, 70% more energy than we consume. And so we net export that to other states. Uh, compare us to California, who is a net importer. They're actually having to import their electricity uh, because of their policies. And again, uh, when you put your thumb on the scale and you try to do more government intervention, it causes prices to go up. It disrupts the workforce. Uh, but this, you know, sometimes the other side doesn't seem to care about the middle class. And that's what's so frustrating uh, is, is it's our policies that would actually benefit more Americans. And their policies only want to benefit um, the large corporations that actually can ex- withstand uh, more more government re- regulation. And so I, I see it time and time again. It's the big companies that are helping push this, write policies, and uh, the middle class, again, gets squeezed. Yeah, such an amazing dynamic. And you mentioned California, which is the ESG utopia. Uh, double-digit electrical rate increases for several years now and occasionally rolling bl- brownouts and blackouts. Not the way most Americans want to spend their future life in America. Real quickly, Governor, we got about 45 seconds left. Other states have looked at uh, what Oklahoma's done, so I want to do that too. What's your best advice if they're heading down that track now? What's the best advice you could give them from the experience that you had in your great state? Yeah, well, I would say get with their legislature and get their state treasurers and all their pension plans. Because when you look at the amount of money that Oklahoma has 4 million people, we're the 28th largest state population-wise. And we've got 10, 10, over $10 billion in our pension fund. So when you add that up, it is a real amount of money that we can band together and create a coalition that pushes back on, on the proxy voting, uh, not turning those over to some of those uh, 
some of those um, you know huge investment houses. So that's one thing that we can do. Uh, but the state treasurers, the pension funds, really need to be educated on what's happening, and they're violating their fiduciary responsibility to protect the uh, the assets of our funds. And I think that's a that, that's just a a very simple way that they can put all the people in the room and explain what's happening uh, all across uh, the country. And let's take back control of our money that we have a a duty to protect our citizens for. The power of the purse. It's always a, a very potent political force in, in America. Governor, I know so many people around this country are watching everything you're doing and applauding. Thanks so much for joining us today and giving us some good common sense and some good free market ideas. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome back, America. We've talked about the legislative solutions in Congress and in state legislatures that are uh, tackling the issue of ESG and its impact on Americans' investment portfolios. But there's another front in this war, one of the most important fronts in the last couple of years, the litigation front that is going on in the courtrooms around America. And we have the perfect guest to take us into that. He's won several major victories against President Trump and his administration. And right now, he's leading a lawsuit with 24 states to stop uh, President Biden's Department of Labor from allegedly prioritizing ill-defined ESG concepts into employee retirement income. He is the Attorney General of Texas. He is Ken Paxton. He joins us right now. General Paxton, great to have you on the show. Hey, thank you for having me back. Glad to be here. This is such an important piece of uh, litigation. You got uh, nearly half the country behind you, 24 more states plus Texas. Uh, Tell us what's uh, behind the lawsuit and what, what you expect to happen here. So typical of the Biden administration, they, uh, they're pretty much setting aside federal law, which was passed in 1974 called ERISA, the Employee Retirement Security Act. And that was designed to make sure that investment managers looked out for the best interest of those that were having their money invested. In this case, the Department of Labor uh, issued guidelines and regulations that changes that focus away from maximizing the benefit and the, the returns to the investor and changes it so that these in, these investment advisors and fund managers can now look at other factors related to climate change and their social agenda, which means that Americans will retire less wealthy and less well off. Some won't be able to retire and others will retire uh, less wealthy and, and in a position where they may not be able to do what they wanted to in retirement. Mm. 
Wow, it's important to get on top of this. And we've had two years where the stock market has already taken a huge bite out of Americans' retirements, their 401ks, uh, their IRAs. Now this, uh, there are a lot of people estimate the risk level that this environmental social governance can inject into a uh, investment fund. Have there been any calculations? What, what do the experts that you've brought into this case tell you about the financial risk that an ideological investment can cause? We don't know the long-term results because we've only had a few years of seeing how this, these investments work, but already they're seeing uh, lower returns by a few percentage points. And you might think, well, what's one, two, three, four percent a year? It actually adds up to a lot of money over a, over a, a career and could mean potentially hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars less in retirement because of those little changes that, they're, that, that don't look so uh, big at the time, that they compound over time. And that's why we they passed the reti- this uh, this retirement security act because it was designed to make sure that that didn't happen. And here we have with the Biden administration not only having an impact on the market with high inflation and hurting investors that way, but now making it even harder for investors to retire. Yeah. Well, what an important fight. Uh, as you uh, proceed along in this, I want to ask you about the question of labor unions. Labor unions have been a big proponent of ESG, a line right there with President Biden. They historically have been some of the worst managers of pension funds. Some of the largest bailouts in American history have been labor unions. And in fact, President Biden and all those trillions of dollars of spending in the last couple of years, he bailed out a whole bunch of labor unions that were about to go insolvent on their uh, retirement funds. Uh, this adds yet another form of pressure, right? You, you have these blue collar workers that are counting on their unions to protect their pensions. And now all of a sudden, uh, they might be taking it down some ideological path that has nothing to do with return on investment. How, how concerned should we, should we be about the labor union's role in this? Uh, very concerned. I mean, we were talking about hundreds of thousands, if not millions of Americans who are affected by uh, being part of a labor union. Um, a lot of times they're not the most highly compensated, so every dollar is going to matter. And when you, again, talk about compound interest and, and the impact that lower returns will have on their lifestyle, it's going to be significant. And some of them really are not going to be able to retire. And even though they're counting on, on being able to retire, they're not going to be able to retire because the investment returns are going to be lower. I just, I, obviously, there's no upside to the American people for this. This is a, this is a, a political agenda that does not benefit the American people, and does, especially those who can least afford it are going to be the most affected by it. And I think the numbers that I've seen, about 152 million Americans have investments in ERISA plans and will be affected. That's a significant part of our population. Oh, it sure is. That's a, that's a stunning number. Big number. Um, Mr. Attorney General, I want to ask about this. Uh, some of the biggest uh, investment firms in this country have sort of bought into this ESG uh, thing. BlackRock, one of the more famous ones. Uh, as you continue to police with all of the different consumer protection litigation responsibilities you have, do you expect some of these um, investment firms may also run afoul of their obligations under consumer laws or investment laws? Could they also be a litigation target down the road? There's no doubt that different states have different standards. Uh, ours in Texas could be stronger and could be made stronger by the legislature. Uh, I'm hoping that they'll do that. I've seen in other cases where states have very uh, much stricter requirements, more like ERISA, and I think put those companies at risk uh, of, of being sued for not delivering returns commensurate with com- returns that would have been invested in a, in a, in a, in a manner that was designed to, to uh, maximize returns. So, yeah, I think these companies are playing with fire and they could potentially be, you know, billions of dollars of liability. Some of these big companies like BlackRock and Vanguard, 
think Vanguard's supposedly backed off. Right. I hope that's true because um, down the road, I, I think they all have potential massive liability if they don't pay attention to making sure that their investors are getting the best returns possible. Such a great point. And uh, one of the places where ESG is now starting to in inject itself uh, is in the credit rating system. I know you've joined an investigation into S&P Global's use of the ESG as a factor in determining whether someone is credit worthy or not. Tell us why that is a, a significant potential violation of consumer laws. Well, look, this, this ends up being another harm to consumer. It, it affects consumers in different ways. But if they're basing it on political views instead of on financial ability, then it's, it's, it becomes an unfair practice, unfair trade practice to rate people based on something other than actual credit worthiness as opposed to some social agenda. So, again, I think it exposes them to potential liability from states for some type of consumer action or some type of uh, unfair trade practices action. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch all of those develop. Um, there is a, a real deep concern among those who have really studied the ESG movement that its ultimate goal is to create that sort of social credit score system that China has imposed in, uh, from its communist government upon its people. You're seeing lots of little pieces of when it seeps into credits and it seeps into investments, it seeps into boardroom and uh, uh, corporate management practices. It seems like we might be moving in that direction. When you talk to witnesses, when you're working on this, does it seem that some of the proponents of this are trying to move towards that Chinese social score, credit score? It certainly does. And, and I mean, what's the justification otherwise? That we know that it, it doesn't benefit Americans financially. We know that it's going to drive up energy costs for the population. And we know that it's, again, the, 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 the average American is going to be most affected by this and the poor. And so everything about this designed to give the government more control and designed to drive up costs of energy and reduce returns on investments for, for the average American. And it looks to me like, again, it's, it's, all, about, it's all about government control. It's not, the, the first question asked isn't what benefits America, it's what benefits the government. And that, that's, that's a real problem. And I'm, if we don't address these situations now, we'll all be a lot poorer and we'll, we'll be a lot more dependent on the government and we'll be a lot more dependent on uh, outside forces, other countries, that we have to depend on for energy that are not our friends, that's a bad situation to be in. We've been there before. And unfortunately, the Biden administration is moving us away from energy independence and into potential uh, situations where we're going to be dependent on foreign powers that are not our friends. Mm. Scary moment. Attorney General Baxton, it's always an honor to have you on the show. This is really an important lawsuit. We're going to be watching real closely. But thanks for joining us today. Hey, thank you for having me again. Yeah, it's great to have you on. All right, folks, uh, that was an amazing conversation. Keep an eye on the litigation front. A lot going on there. We're going to take a quick commercial break, but we'll be back with more of this conversation brought to you by our good friends at Heritage Action for America. Stay tuned. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey! 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, America, and welcome back to this special report, ESG, Woke Workplaces and Dangerous Investing, sponsored by Heritage Action for America. Now, when people think about where the woke climate agenda has been seeping into, they usually think of the EPA and the environmental agencies, but it's actually even seeping into the front lines of our Defense Department and our Space Exploration Agency, NASA. That's right, the guys that sent man to the moon. Well, our next guest, he's standing up to that creeping uh, move, and he is uh, our the West Virginia Attorney General, Patrick Morrissey, and he joins us right now. General Morrissey, great to have you on the show. Hey, John, it's good to be with you today, and there are a lot of crazy things happening right now. I'm glad to be able to talk about it and what we're doing to push back. It, uh, this letter that you sent is so important because I don't think a lot of people realize that the ESG agenda is being set into the federal contracting requirements of places like the Pentagon and NASA. You caught it. You're on top of it. Tell us what's at stake here. Yeah, I mean, some really big uh, and important things for the American public to digest. First of all, you have to go back to the beginning of the Biden tenure where he basically said that he wanted to advance his climate change policies and he was going to enlist every single federal agency, notwithstanding whether they had any authority or not, to act in the area of climate change. And of course, as many people watching know, all these agencies have no authority to act on climate change. That's the role for Congress, as we all know, through our West Virginia VEPA case from last year. Right. So we're looking at every single agency. These guys are trying to drive new policies related to climate change, related to diversity, related to their pet politically correct theme of the week. And that's obviously inconsistent with the law. So recently, uh, a number of states led by Kentucky and West Virginia stepped up to say, look, when you're dealing with federal purchasing, as it may arise with the DOD or any federal purchaser, the feds want to come in and put and force these ESG and these climate metrics down these contractors' throats. Now, think about it for a minute, about a one-fifth of the workforce in the country actually comes to a federal contract. That's a significant amount. Yeah. So these guys are trying to take a shortcut, not go through Congress and say that they have to do their climate emissions, they have to follow these ESG policies, and that's not right. That's why we're stepping up, we're fighting back. It's illegal, and we're taking action, and I think we have a darn good chance of pushing them back. But people should know, don't fall prey to this. Fight back, stand up for your First Amendment rights, know that there are states that are going to be with you to defend it. Yeah, West Virginia is on the front line of fighting back on so many fronts. Yeah. I think a lot of people think about this as the great legal issue you raised, but there's also this common sense issue. When someone's making a missile or a fighter jet, we want the best possible company to do that, not whether they had the best woke agenda in their background. Uh, most Americans, I think, are just waking up that sometimes we're thwarting getting the best contractors for going to the moon or Mars or getting the best fighter jet. That's another element here, isn't it? Well, absolutely. And, and you're exactly right. And one of the dangerous parts about ESG is I think it's a destroyer of markets, because normally in a society that does prize capitalism as well, you have a ferocious race for quality and for cost in terms of how you're going to produce products. And you, you go out in the marketplace 
you have uh, pay a certain amount of money for it. Once you start introducing broad new metrics that have nothing to do with the underlying action, could be a missile, it could actually be financial return on investment, as we saw through the Department of Labor and SEC, when they're trying to introduce these new items in the mix, that's actually going to completely distort the product that you're buying. And that's not a good type of approach. So we've been pushing back on that. It's a very dangerous thing to have these woke ideas drive these agencies and drive so many decisions. Yeah, so important. We got about a minute left. In the last block, we had Ken Paxton from the great state of Texas. You've joined him in 23 other states to stop that ERISA regulation that would actually inject ESG into pension investments. Tell us why that's important. Well, this is important because when you're investing and you're thinking about your retirement, you know what you care about most? Return on investment and having a nest egg for your retirement. Once again, these guys are trying to put extraneous factors, which we would argue have very little to do with money or financial performance, but they're just trying to advance their political agenda in an area where they lack any authority to do so. This is the common theme with the Biden administration. They're lawless and they're trying to transform all these agencies into environmental regulators and a diversity police. And we're not going to let that happen. That's why we stepped up on the DOL suit. And that's why we've been out in front leading, pushing back against all these ESG initiatives, because what they're trying to do is completely distort our way of government. Fortunately, our constitution says otherwise. And the court cases where we've defeated them in court a vast majority of the time, uh, that says something different as well. General Morrissey, not only are the people of West Virginia grateful for what you're doing, the people of America are grateful for fighting back in this way. What a great honor to have you on the show today. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks so much. Appreciate it. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these commercial messages. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Welcome back, America. One of the essential components in the fight against ESG is the muscle of everyday Americans, you and I. Joining us now to explain how that power of the grassroots is being harnessed for an epic battle in state houses across America and inside our Congress is our good friend Jessica Anderson, Executive Director of Heritage Action for America, the sponsor for our great conversation tonight. Jessica, thanks for the partnership on this great program. It's great to have you back on. 
Great to be here, John. Thanks for having me. This is going to be, I think, one of the biggest uh, political battles we're going to see in the next four or five years. You've already scored. I mean, a lot of Americans are still getting up to speed on ESG, but you've already scored some pretty big victories in Oklahoma. Uh, Indiana's on its way that direction. Tell us about the early victories we've had. Well, John, this is such an incredibly important fight, both at the state level and with the federal government. But the states are really ahead of the curve here, where we have state lawmakers that are in working in concert with their state treasurers and state auditors to put forward legislation that would protect the interests of voters, customers in general, when it comes to the really dangerous metrics that the ESG movement has put on. So we've seen Oklahoma straight out the gates uh, with a really aggressive anti-ESG package that's been put forward. Indiana, the fight is actually right now moving through their state legislature. Florida, the governor just introduced his ESG package. Arizona, Nebraska, I could go on and on, John. But the point here is to protect the interest of every single uh, everyday American as it comes to how their money is being invested. And you can do that in a number of ways, but the way that's really most critical right now is these state pensions and state contracts to make sure that they don't go against the will of the people that they're supposed to be making money for. Yeah, that's such an important thing. And we're talking about people's retirements and pensions, uh, the the future of their fiscal health. Uh, That's why this is such an important issue. Uh, You've done something very special because if if someone's going to get involved and make a difference, we've now made the case over several of these specials that everyday Americans make a difference when they get involved. And we've seen it in all the different uh, victories that have been won in the last year, whether it's critical race theory uh, Mm -hmm. or uh, basic fiscal issues. You've created a website uh, that I think is the ultimate one-stop shopping to get up to speed quickly and get in the fight. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, everyone has access to all of these materials and resources online at esghertz.com. There you can find model legislation based on what your state might need, whether it's the state contract or state pension component. You can also find our latest polling and talking points about how to start educating your friends, your family, your state lawmakers, your community about this issue and how dangerous it is to us as Americans. You can also find a short explainer video. We've got some great graphics that walk through the tentacles of all three letters, the environmental, the social, and the governance part. And I think, John, you know, this is something that years ago, five years ago, four years ago, people weren't talking about, but the left has overplayed their hand. Look how Citibank came out um, after the Dobbs case and said that, you know, as a bank, they were going to start paying for abortion. That's now part of the ESG makeup. Look at how um, all of the interwoving that we see with China and the international component. Now it's baked into ESG metrics. So there's a lot here to understand. And there's a lot that grassroots Americans all across the country can take action to fight against. Yeah. At the top of the show, we were lucky enough to have Senator Mike Braun on it. And it's rare in this era of divisive government to see almost half of the Senate right out of the box come in and get behind a bill. 100 groups. Heritage Action, of course, right at the forefront of that, also coming in behind it. Uh, There's a lot of momentum on this federal legislation, maybe just a few votes away from having a success story there. Uh, That'll be a big focus in 2023, won't it? 
Yes, Senator Brown has been leading this fight in the Senate, and we're so encouraged to see that he was out front first and had the technical expertise to tackle this. And then same thing can be said in the House. Representative Huizinga has just actually put together an ESG working group that is housed under financial services and Chairman McHenry's leadership. And so I think we're actually going to see a lot of federal lawmakers on the House and Senate side come forward with their ideas to tackle it. And all of that, John, is going to be done in concert to the really important work that's being done at the state side. And so we've got a lot of these issues, election integrity being one of them, education being another, where you have this nexus and this pull between what's the role of the federal government versus states. And that's the conversation that I think we can expect all year and certainly in the lead up to 2024. We, uh, we know that Indiana is getting through the process now. That's a really important one. All eyes are there. The Congress is there. Any other states that we should be keeping an eye on in 2023? Any new ideas that you're seeing emerge in the states that get, get you excited? We'll definitely keep an eye on Florida. Obviously, Governor DeSantis is all over this issue. He's been tackling the anti-woke parade um, for really his his four years uh, as a sitting governor and then now as as in his um, return to office. So keep an eye on Florida. Keep an eye on Nebraska, Oklahoma, Texas. These are all states that are being really aggressive um, in this space. And I think there's more to come. And, you know, the last thing I'd say, if you're state lawmaker, let's say you have a divided state. State House and Senate, and or you've got a Democrat governor in place, don't overlook the role that the state treasurers and the state auditors can play to highlight this and to detangle the ESG web as it comes to lending and those state pensions. And so that could also be interesting that moves on the state side, independent of the partisan breakup um, with some of these governors and divided houses. Yeah, great point. Uh, we've had some of those great straight treasures on here from South Carolina, Florida, Jimmy Petronas, I think That's it right. was, taking the lead on that. Um, yep. This is a question I get often, and I think with this particular uh, movement, it's really apropos. If someone wants to get involved and get behind their state and federal lawmaker, their state treasurer, what can they do today? Where, where do they start to get going to actually make a difference in this debate? Check out ESGHertz.com. We have all of these resources in one place as a one-stop shop for grassroots activists, for leaders in their states to then take this material and this really compelling um, offering of solutions to their state lawmaker, to their federal lawmaker, and urge their action. There is an appropriate role for state and federal to play here, and ESGHertz.com walks through that and then tees up the model legislation and the polling to really make the case of why we want to get ESG, the ESG tentacles out of our daily lives and certainly out of the hands of the left that's trying to use it to destroy America. Yeah, such a great point. And I want to finish up with something. That I, a lot of people may, as they get into this debate, say, okay, the left is mistaken on this, but they're really just caring about the environment. There is a much bigger goal here. ESG is part of a larger movement towards the China social credit score, that sort of communist Marxist type control over their people. A lot of the backers of ESG are trying to move America in that direction. What's going on there? Why is that so important to stop in its tracks right now? Well, it, it really matters, John, because what's happening is the more companies take a step away from their core competency, whether that's providing a good or a service um, or some sort of product, and they focus on these ESG standards, the weaker that American company becomes and the easier it is for China to step in and to take control or to use that weakness for their aims. So it's not just what you've described, which is right, the manipulation of voters and consumers all across the country 
country and as a tentacle for indoctrination, but it's also weakening a backdoor to weakening American business. And so we should have a five alarm fire about protecting the interests of American business as part and parcel to protecting the interests of us voters and citizens all across the country. They're one in the same on this fight. And John, that's why it's so important that everyone gets involved, so that they check out ESGHertz.com and they get into action to urge um, our lawmakers to take a stand for us. Yeah, economic security truly is national security. That's something that Heritage does such a great job of reminding us every day. Jessica, what a great honor to have you on the show and to have this conversation. I want to thank you for your partnership tonight on this. There's a very important place, folks, for you to go now that you've been up to speed. ESG Hertz. Go there right now. Check it out. A powerful website gives you one-stop shopping. When you're done, you're going to know everything you you need to know to get involved in the fight. Now, on that note, we conclude our special report with great thanks to our sponsoring partner, Jessica, and Heritage Action for America. And remember, folks, you can get involved in the fight by texting ESG to 51776. That's 51776. Text ESG to that right now. You can also go to the website, ESGHertz.com. That's pretty simple to remember. And sign up. Now, I also want to thank Real America's Voice uh, for allowing us to have these breakthrough conversations. We'll give you the facts and let you make up your own mind. The future of America and your freedoms to invest your money, power your home, and leave your nation uh, to your children in a better shape than you got it is being shaped by the very debate over policies like ESG. So we hope you leave tonight better informed about the policies, the solutions, and the opportunity to get involved. Now, with that, we're going to say thank you, God bless you, and hope that you have a wonderful night. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now.